Hello, my name is Ray Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, I have Jay Gachet, Chief Strategy Officer at Bosman Enterprises. How are you doing today, Jay? I'm well, Raymond. It's a pleasure to be with you today. All right. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today. And the reason I wanted you to come on today, I wanted to learn more about your position as the Chief Strategy Officer at Bosman Enterprises and what all that entails. So, uh, Jay, what um, what is your role at Bosman Enterprises as a Chief Strategy Officer? Uh, yes, Raymond, again, thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, I've been a part of the Bosma team now for 18 months. And for 18 months, I've been waiting for you to ask me to be on your uh, very honorable podcast. So thanks for having me on today. No problem. Um, as a Chief Strategy Officer, uh, I have a couple significant roles uh, that I've been playing the last 18 months. The first one is to develop with the executive team and under the leadership of Jeff Mittman, our CEO, a three-year strategic plan. And so, Raymond, you remember participating in those group discussions we had and developing the four pillars for the three-year plan. Oh, yeah. The strategic plan, which we're operating under today, uh, was really my primary responsibility when I first joined the organization. And it was a fun process. We got the entire organization involved, all stakeholders. And uh, the, the test is always, do employees know what's in the strategic plan and does it guide their behavior? And so uh, we are uh, seeing the fruits of our labor, which we're very thankful for. The second key role is what we are calling diversification effort, which is a key part of the strategic plan. And under the diversification, it is acquisitions. And so Bosma is uh, blessed to have a very significant partnership with the VA hospital. But we need to diversify outside of revenue from the VA. And so my key responsibility is also to find a organization, a for-profit company that we might purchase to diversify our revenue stream and increase our profits so we can do more for the people who are blind or visually impaired. Okay. So when you uh, talk about uh, acquiring a new business, what are you looking for when acquiring a new business? Oh, great question. The first requirement is that the owner desires to sell the business. Okay. And so uh, we are uh, looking for favorable uh, transactions. Uh, but again, it is primarily we're looking to create additional revenue streams, to create additional profits, you might call them, so that we can fund programs. And we are also uniquely looking for job opportunities uh, for uh, people who are blind or visually impaired. Because so right now, because right now the unemployment rate of people who are blind or visually impaired is nationwide seventy percent. It is atrocious, and in the state of Indiana, we're doing a little bit better, but I don't think sixty-two or sixty-three percent is anything to be very proud of. Right. And so, again, we're looking for companies that can help that unemployment rate. We're looking for companies that are anywhere from five million in revenue to thirty million in revenue. Uh, we'd like it to be in central Indiana if possible, although we will go outside to other you know, states and locations. 
We're also looking for companies that have um, uh, like profits anywhere from a half a million to two million, again, to, so we can fund our programs and grow the number of people that are served. Uh, and finally, we've really begun to niche down into two business sectors. One is the e-commerce e-fulfillment space, mm -hmm. which is booming at this time, and also in the hospital supply because of infection and the USP 800 regulations, we believe that's another area that is adjacent to our skill base in what we do today. So hopefully that gives a context of the type of companies that are in our thesis for acquisition. Talk about uh, the other pillars of the uh, strategic plan. I know we have um, financial stewardship and we have community engagement as well. And the fourth one, Raymond, organizational. organization. Yes. Okay. So uh, if you look at financial stewardship, we just talked about diversification. If you look at financial stewardship, uh, it's really about being good stewards of the monies that we have and that are given to us from our donors and partners. And so there we're trying to drive productivity. We're trying to uh, do more with less. Uh, and, and we're really trying to drive efficiencies throughout the Bosma system. Community engagement is how do we get the word out about what we do and engage with more individuals who might be able to benefit from our services, whether that's through increased website visits or more people calling in for services and taking part of our programs. And all those are pointing very positively this year. And the final one, organizational excellence, is key because it's the foundation of all of our work. And so we continue to continually do surveys of our team members to make sure that they're, they feel that their leaders are leading effectively, that they're being properly communicated with, that their teams are uh, good places to work, and that Bosma is an outstanding organization to be a part of. So those are the four pillars that we continue to monitor. We have metrics that uh, hold people accountable. And one of the things that we've done this year that is really key to driving results is we tie compensation to outcomes in the strategic plan. And so my, my compensation is tied to it as well as yours and others, Raymond. Oh yeah, we definitely want to make sure that we are um, <laughs> reaching all of our strategic goals this year <laughs> so we all can uh, yep. be happy at the end of the year. <laughs> but you touched on something I wanted to talk about. You touched on um, financial stewardship and how that actually affects our programs as well because many people don't know that uh, we don't really charge people to go to our programs and our programs run at a deficit right now. So talk to me about the importance of raising funds and uh, to support our programs to serve those thousands of Hoosiers who are facing vision loss. Yes. So several years ago, Bosma was approached by the state of Indiana to uh, take over some of the programs funded by the state uh, for people who are blind or visually impaired. And uh, it was a difficult decision, uh, but we thought it was a very important one to make. And this happened before I became part of the Bosma team. Unfortunately, the state did not fully fund that effort, and therefore Bosma needed to make up the gap 
in the cost of the programs. And that gap has gotten larger over time. And so in order for us to do more and to serve more people as effectively as possible, we need to raise more funds. We can do that through philanthropy, but we find it very effective and efficient to also do it through the uh, profits from our uh, work with the VA hospital. And so uh, in order to do more, we can raise more money philanthropically, but we can also raise more money through expanding our business or what we call our social enterprise. So, um, Jay, how has your experience so far been at Bosman Enterprises? Oh, uh, it has been outstanding. You know, Raymond, you and I have talked. In fact, I think you gave me my tour the first week I was here. And uh, I will say this, it, it has changed me uh, to see the courage of so many people here at Bosma, uh, to hear stories um, uh, of what has been overcome and what has been achieved uh, beyond imagination. Uh, you know, my biggest regret is that we cannot uh, have a louder voice to convince and share with others what people who are blind or visually impaired can achieve. Uh, you know, listening to your podcast, uh, which is one of my favorite things to do, uh, you learn, you hear about people overcoming incredible odds. Mm -hmm. And I remember my first uh, week, or maybe it was my second week here at Bosma, going over to the programs area and talking to a client who had lost their sight. And that client uh, was uh, in tears because he said, you know, Jay, Bosma gave me hope again. I was in total despair. I was not sure what I was going to do the rest of my life. But coming to Bosma and being a part of the Bosma program I realized that there was some wonderful years ahead of me and I could do very, very good things. And um, he said, Bosma restored my hope. I also had the opportunity to work with the BVA, Blinded Veterans Association in my first year here and to see them uh, doing kayaks down the Grand Canyon, hiking the Appalachian Trail. Um, uh, these are outstanding achievements uh, which has inspired me every day I've been at Bosma. Yeah, I mean, you see a lot of lot of things that will inspire. You see people that come in hopeless and they leave with a lot of hope and a renewed sense of uh, life at the end of their experience at our rehab center. So, um, yeah, you definitely uh, are inspired once you go over there and you see people uh, just getting their, getting their life back. And that's the major thing that we like to do here at Bosma Enterprises. Right. And Raymond, I don't know when the last time you shared your story with your listeners, uh, but it's an incredible story itself and one that inspires me. And, and from the first day I met you, uh, you have really been an inspiration uh, to me as well. Well, thank you, Jay. Thank you. So as uh, we talk about people who are blind or vision impaired and we talk about uh, the staggering 70% unemployment rate, uh, when it comes to acquiring a new business, how are some business hesitant to work with people who are blind or visually impaired or is it they don't understand the capabilities of those who are blind or visually impaired? Uh, great question. Uh, company uh, people, I think in general that own businesses, 
they want to do good. You know, that is yeah. that should not be uh, uh, not stated, right? Right. But people who own businesses also uh, question, how can a blind person do this work? And so whenever they hear us call, whenever I call and they uh, and I inquire about, do you have any blind or visually impaired people working in your company? They said, you know what? I'm not sure they could do this. All right. And it's that um, under expectation, a lower expectation that really is a challenge for uh, people uh, who are blind or visually impaired. And what we do is one of the first things we do is we have Christy in our employment services come over and talk with the company. And she always comes back with a smile on her face and says, of course, there's things that people, blind people could do over there or visually impaired people could do. And she begins to open up their eyes to say, you know what, it can be done. And we just need to maybe make a few changes that really don't cost much. And uh, we could have some wonderful employees. And what we find is uh, these employees typically are very loyal and stay and work uh, very well within the organization. So trying to um, lift the expectation level of these owners uh, is one of the things we do through the process as well. Yeah, I know um, over your last 18 months, can you talk about some of the things you've seen in working with people who are blind or visually impaired? Sure, I'd be happy to. You know, I talked before about the courage that I see, uh, the hard work that I see, the abilities. You know, uh, we have uh, individuals who are blind or visually impaired on the production floor, uh, working very effectively and efficiently. We have people, uh, 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 individuals driving forklift trucks, unloading cargo. So in the direct labor, as we call it, uh, half, over uh, 75% of our employees are blind or visually impaired. But we also have employees throughout the organization, uh, all the way from Jeff Mittman, the CEO president, uh, uh, who is uh, visually impaired, uh, and other employees in the executive level, throughout the marketing, the uh, um, other areas of the organization. And so uh, it really has been inspirational uh, and I must say, uh, in the beginning, I wondered, how could this work? And now I see, of course, it can work very well. And you have a very intense background in the not-for-profit field. How long have you been working in the not-for-profit um, field, Jay? Yeah, so probably about the last 15 years. I started my career uh, with IBM in Chicago. I did that for a number of years and then started a business uh, with some friends and did that for about 15 years. And then um, after seminary, uh, went into uh, United Way of Central Indiana and for 10 years worked there and thoroughly enjoyed that and the team that was there and felt we did good work. And that's how I met Bosma. And that's how I began a relationship to learn about what Bosma does, its social enterprise work, uh, and the way it serves our community. I, when I left United Way, I got involved in the social impact investing space and really began, began interested of how do I combine my nonprofit work with my for-profit business background. And so social enterprise was really the area that I was looking to get involved in. And Bosma is probably in the top social enterprise 
organizations in the state of Indiana. So an opportunity uh, presented itself here, and I jumped at it, and I've been very thankful for it ever since. Yeah, you, you've got a, uh, you have a, um, the word I'm looking for. You just have a uh, need to give back. All right, uh, you're always giving back, so I like that about you. You know, yeah. always willing to help your fellow I, man out. And, I find I find the more I give, the more I receive as well. I think that's a great uh, part of life. So how do you ensure that uh, we are staying in line with our strategic plan? How do you ensure that we're keeping that, that plan moving along this year? Uh, well, uh, it is important. It really started from the very beginning when we started planning the strategic planning process. And uh, a number of us came together and we said, you know, we want this strategic plan not to sit on the shelf. Like so many strategic plans, many of them collect dust. And once they're released, they're never heard about again. And so from the very beginning, we realized that we had to have all team members, all employees to uh, have ownership in it. And so, Raymond, you remember the early part of the strategic planning. We had focus groups. We did surveys. Oh, yeah. We did one-on-one -on -one meetings. We tried to ask for input. We met with the board members, with the leadership team. Uh, and really try to make people see and hear their voice in the strategic plan so that when it was announced, they would say, yes, this is my strategic plan. And I think we were successful in that. Uh, and now what's so key is Jeff Mittman, again, our CEO president, he makes it a part of his leadership. So every month, the leadership team reviews it. Uh, makes tweaks to it as needed. Uh, we're being held accountable for the tactics and the strategies in it. On a quarterly basis, we as a leadership team retreat and uh, analyze how we've done uh, with, them, with the team members. We're reviewing it with them on a regular basis. We're asking leaders to keep it forefront. And again, when, whenever you tie a strategic plan to compensation, you always have people paying more attention to it as well. So again, we're coming up on, we just finished our first quarter of the plan itself. We're moving to the second quarter and boy, the world is changing quickly with COVID and all that is going on. And so we're making uh, slight changes to the plan as well. Uh, but you can't get to where you need to go unless you know how to get there. And so right. we are, um, we have a plan in place that we're following uh, with diligence. Yeah, I'm it's glad to uh, I'm glad just to see the emails, the transparency just amongst our executive leadership team and, you know, they keeping things right in our face. So that keeps you, I guess, motivated and it keeps you uh, knowing what goals that we need to hit. So it keeps it right in your face at all times. So it keeps people knowing where they need to go. So we don't have any uh, <laughs> quarrels at the end of the year. So <laughs> but, yes, it's, it's just like to just like to have that right there for us. So. That's good. I like that. So, Jay, uh, what do you like to do when you're not you're not working? What do you like so, to do? Besides listening to great podcasts like this one, uh, I, I do enjoy podcasts quite a bit, and I listen to several of them uh, frequently. Uh, I also, uh, my son and I are actually working on a older house, uh, and sure. so we're restoring that house, um, and so that has been a lot of fun. I also volunteer with Big Brothers and Big Sisters. I have a little a brother that uh, we have a lot of fun together. 
And then I also volunteer, I'm on the leadership team for the Edna Martin Christian Center. And so those are things that keep me busy. Of course, working in the yard in this time of year, raking a lot of leaves. So, uh, but all is good, Raymond. Thank you for asking. I'm going to tell you, that's not my favorite uh, fall hobby, raking leaves. I don't like it at all. That's why I got three boys. So. <laughs> that's right. I can't do it. But So if a business wants to uh, learn more about Bosman Enterprises and how they can partner with us, uh, how would they go about contacting us? I think the easiest way is to go directly to the website, just bosma.org, and you'll see Contact Us. And you can select uh, how you think you might want to work with us, and then the appropriate person will reach back to you. Uh, and you can also call us directly at 317 704 and my direct number is uh, 8163 or 800 684 1946. And so happy to assist in any way we can. All right. Well, Jay, I want to once again thank you for coming on the podcast today and sharing all that great information about everything you're doing on the uh, executive level and uh, keeping us. Uh, informed with the strategic plan. So once again, I want to thank you for coming on the Navigating Blinders podcast. And if you guys want to learn more about Bosma Enterprises, please visit us on the web at bosma.org. Make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and follow us on all social media channels. And uh, Jay, we'll talk to them next week. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Raymond. Thank you.